Hello and welcome to the Money Marketing Podcast. I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager. And in this week's Weekend Essay Podcast, we have features writer Amanda Newman-Smith with her weekend essay on shouting about the lesser known benefits of advice. Take it away, Amanda. With Christmas around the corner, I'm in a reflective mood, a combination of appreciating what I have and thinking about what I'd like next year to have in store. As part of that, I'm feeling incredibly lucky to have spent the last year earning my living by talking to lots of great advisors, from those I've known for years to those I've been introduced to only recently. It's a pleasure to do this job when it involves chatting effortlessly to professionals who are so friendly, knowledgeable and helpful. It doesn't feel like work. I learn so much from you and I know that if I need you, you're there. When we're talking about things that are not related to work, my concerns about my youngest child being academically disadvantaged as an August baby, for example, you listen and make me feel so much better about it all. I'm not a client, you don't have to do any of this, but you do. I wish more people could experience this, as I know some people's need for your help and expertise is greater than mine. One of Google's suggested articles for me recently brought that home. It was a piece on how Frances Bean Cobain, the daughter of Nirvana singer Kurt Cobain, feels about the wealth she inherited from her late father. Frances Bean was not even two years old when Kurt took his own life at the age of 27. So she has grown up in the unenviable position of being defined by her connection to a wealthy, high-profile man that she doesn't even remember. What I found intriguing about this article was how her father's absence from pretty much all her life has shaped Francis Bean's relationship with the money he left her. In a podcast interview with Rue Paul in 2019, Francis Bean talks about her inheritance as money she didn't earn and refers to it as a big loan that she will never get rid of. There's clearly a disconnect as if Francis Bean doesn't think of the money as hers because she didn't earn it herself and because she didn't really know the person who made all that money, a man who should have played a massive role in her life, including walking her down the aisle in her recent wedding. That must have been a heavy emotional burden for a young woman to carry around. Now 31, Frances Bean says she didn't have good advice on how to deal with her wealth, and she appears to have had to work it all out for herself after acknowledging the financial mistakes she has made. I read all this thinking what a pity Frances Bean hadn't come into contact with a quality financial advisor. If she had, I'm certain that she would have had an easier time accepting her father's money as her own and the responsibility that comes with inheriting a vast amount of money. Shedding a lot of that emotional baggage earlier on would have been a good thing from a health perspective too. But I don't think people outside the financial services world see that having a decent handle on their personal finances isn't just about the money they have or don't have. That's why they don't understand the role of the modern financial advisor and the value of good quality financial advice. Even people in the know can be surprised to hear about the less obvious benefits of financial advice. I include myself in this category, as even after 23 years of writing for financial advisors, I'm still learning about the good that the profession can do. Having said that, I wasn't entirely convinced when I read about some research conducted by the Leeds School of Business in Colorado, which suggests financial planning helps people in the UK and US to live longer. The authors, Professor Joe Gladstone and economist C. John Huntoft, admit that more research is needed as they have not proved a cause and effect relationship. 
But their initial findings do suggest that financial planning has the biggest impact on the life expectancy of people with the least wealth. It was one of those instances where bold headlines made me roll my eyes and think, really? But on reflection, I could see it make sense as an indirect benefit of financial planning. We all know how poverty results in a reduced life expectancy, so anything that could be done to mitigate this unfortunate fact of life is worth investigating. Being more confident and less stressed about financial matters has got to be good news from a health and wellbeing perspective, which in turn could feed into a longer life expectancy. I spoke to a few people in financial services to see what they made of all this. While many felt it would be difficult to establish a direct link between financial planning and living longer, they could see how a positive knock-on effect on health might come about. One of the first to offer an opinion was Simon Litt, financial expert at the CFO Club. I do think good financial advice helps you live longer, he told me. Is that because you're going to eliminate all your money troubles by seeking advice? Not necessarily. According to Litt, the reason is more about good financial advice resembling the experience of seeing a good therapist. It helps you understand what's going on and how you can take steps in the right direction. You don't skip to the end, but you do know how to get there, he says. Litt points out that money problems are one of the biggest sources of stress, and stress is proven to shorten lifespans. But the solution isn't to simply become rich, as most people that have wealth are still scared of losing their money, he says. I think that's one of the things I've learned from advisors that amaze me, that money presents problems for the very wealthy too. When I think of money worries and people getting stressed as a result, I tend to think of not having enough or being in debt. But I now know that having more than enough money, particularly if it's inherited wealth where people feel they're the custodians of it for future generations, can also cause people stress. The real solution is understanding what you can do what you need to do and what your expectations should look like, Lit told me. Advice from an experienced professional provides that by setting realistic expectations and creating a plan to reach those targets, taking action instead of worrying but ultimately doing nothing about it. Another area where I see financial advice having a positive impact on a client's health and well-being is in the context of vulnerability. It will be difficult to prove if any intervention by an advisor directly contributed to a person in vulnerable circumstances living longer, but at the very least, having someone to look out for them financially puts them in a better position. Advisors often see couples where one person takes the lead in financial matters and the other takes a back seat. Liam Chapman Lies, a wealth planner at Succession Wealth, told me that it is typically the husband who oversees the finances. But given that on average men tend not to live as long as women, wives are forced to take over when the husband passes, a time when they may be extremely vulnerable. Having a financial advisor to guide them and provide emotional support is likely to make a huge difference to confidence and the ability to cope with bereavement. If I didn't speak to financial advisors day in, day out, I don't think I'd realise that advisors did this sort of thing. People outside the financial services bubble think it's all about deciding where to invest and making money, which to be fair, it used to be like 20 years ago. Back in those days when financial advice was more transactional, advice firms used to list the services they provided on their websites, which were very basic compared to today. I was talking to Steve Jordan, director of wealth management firm Five Wealth, about this the other day. He said you don't see this as much nowadays because more firms take a holistic approach to financial planning where everything is covered. But on 
not sure people generally know what this means until they've already got to an initial meeting with an advisor. I know a lot of firms now incorporate financial coaching and behavioural finance into what most people would recognise as financial advice, and I'd like to see the benefits of those elements marketed more widely. Why can't I see more videos from advice firms talking about these things instead of preaching the same old story about why we all need a pension? One of the best marketing strategies, in my opinion, is giving people help with something they didn't expect. When the bottom nut fell off my son's guitar, I looked on eBay for a replacement. One seller stood out because they had pointed out that these things are not a standard size. Their listing included diagrams of how to measure the diameter of the nut and all the dimensions of the parts they were selling. Other sellers just had a picture and left it at that. I expect that's because a nut is so cheap they didn't think it was worthwhile to put much effort into selling it. I bought from this seller because of their helpful listing and emailed them to say how useful I'd found it. They wrote back, clearly chuffed that they'd made a difference. I was told if I ever needed advice on other guitar parts to drop them a line any time. That person is now my go-to seller for guitar maintenance. Going back to Francis Binkerbain, unpacking a client's deeply ingrained perceptions of money and understanding financial behaviour that could be holding them back or harming them can be a springboard for positive change. So many people could benefit from this aspect of financial vice if only they knew it existed and how to find it. Thanks, Amanda, for another thought-provoking weekend essay podcast. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcast from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Magazine, so make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Threads, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next time.